If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Tonight, cocoa farmers wade into controversy that has pitched cocoa board against the finance ministry. After the finance minister announced he will personally be sitting on the agency's board to instill financial discipline. Both the uh, governor of the central bank and the minister for finance, myself, will now be on the board um, to make sure um, overheads, you know, are all brought um, into an ambit. Um, of, um, of discipline. There's nothing Cocoa Board or the board would do that doesn't have the approval of the government. The minister or the ministry, that's the two ministries, finance and agriculture, they are all members of Cocoa Board. And with Cocoa Board now directed to pursue profits, we hear from Cocoa farmers who say the new directive will harm their interest. Top story is always brought to you by Vodafone. Cocoa farmers are tonight wading into the controversy that has pitched Cocoa Board against the finance ministry. After the minister announced he will personally be sitting on the agency's board to instill financial discipline. Now, Cocoa Board has over the years been reeling under huge annual losses, which has been identified as a major threat to the sector and government's fiscal efforts by the International Monetary Fund. Now, speaking exclusively to my colleague, George Raffi on PM Express. Uh, Finance Minister Ken Furiata said the purchase of fertilizers and the construction of cocoa roads will be strictly monitored to ensure they are within budget limits. What well, Cocoa Board has been responding to that 
uh, indicating that there's no decision they've taken that did not have the blessing of either cabinet or the ministry itself because the ministry is already represented on its board. We'll hear from Cocoa Board pretty shortly and also hear from Cocoa Farmers who are wading into this uh, controversy tonight, especially as you also learn uh, from the finance minister that Cocoa Board has now been directed to pursue profits. Cocoa Farmers are telling us tonight that the new directive will harm their interest. Details of that pretty shortly. But first, listen to Colonel Furiata. Both the uh, governor of the central bank and the minister for finance, myself, will now be on the board. Uh, we also uh, have um, set up a, a desk or setting up a desk um, at the Ministry of Finance that will really interact with the financing division of Cocoa Board um, to make sure that the issues of fertilizer, cocoa roads, um, overheads, you know, are all brought um, into an ambit um, of, um, of discipline. Um, so those then. Uh, begin to tell you how we are getting into the issue of expenditure and also on the revenue side. Uh, you mentioned Cocoa Board. What is the status of the restructuring, both the Cocoa Board and the energy sector debts as well? And that we are engaged uh, on much more on a daily basis as to what's going on. Um, and then to be able to ensure that issues of fertilizers and cocoa roads are rationalized. So that's important. Well, we've been hearing uh, from the Deputy Chief Executive of Cocoa Board in charge of operations, Dr. Emmanuel Poku, who has mounted a strong defense of Cocoa Board's record and the discarring management, uh, disagreeing with any suggestion that they have not been financially disciplined in managing the affairs of Cocoa Board. He says the finance ministry itself and the Bank of Ghana are already represented on the board of Cocoa Board. And in fact, every decision they've taken uh, that in the last few years, regardless of the outcome, has been one that has been approved by Cabinet and the Ministry. Uh, listen. I don't, I don't have much to say. The, what, the only thing I want to say is that if you look at the Cocoa Board structure, the Finance Ministry or the minister's rep as a member of the board. So is that the minister or his rep? So, uh, except that the minister himself, because of his schedule, his busy schedule, he has one, one of his deputies always coming. And even that sometimes, because of the, the, the nature of the government's business, they are not able to make it. The governor of Bank of Ghana is also a member of the board. And also, most of the, the especially the the IMF issues and all that, it was difficult for them. And I don't think anybody begrudges them. We are working according to the the requirements of of the Cocoa Board Law. We work under a board chaired by somebody appointed by the by the government. And the Minister of Finance is a member of the board. We have the Minister of Agric also on the board, and in this case, as a deputy minister who represents the, the minister. So, I, I don't think Cocoa Board has done anything wrong. Cocoa Board, we cannot spend anything without the board's consent and then our supervising ministry's approval. 
so it's it beats my imagination to to believe that somebody you know raises an accusation that we have been reckless we have invested Kokobo doesn't spend any money without the board's approval and the ministry's approval so it just means that we are doing what the law requires us to do we have appeared before parliament a couple of times and i don't think they have found anything against Kokobot. Uh, we have auditors that audit our accounts and they understand how Kokobot works and with all the previous governments and all that from the from the time i joined the ministry this was in the pndc time before we we started the, the fourth republic the boards have been there chaired by, uh, chaired by an appointee of the president and cocoa board had operated according to the laws and the statutes that the cocoa board law you know permits us so if somebody sits somewhere and says cocoa board has been reckless we cannot be reckless we cannot operate or spend any or give approval for anything that government has not approved so this is all i want to say here yes so that people get to understand just for clarity i just want you to listen to the finance minister and the context in which he places their decision now to take a seat on your board listen both the uh, governor of the central bank and the minister for finance myself will now be on the board and uh, we also uh, have um, set up a, a desk or setting up a desk um, at the Ministry of Finance that will really interact with the financing division of Cocoa Board um, to make sure that the issues of fertilizer, cocoa roads, um, overheads, you know, are all brought um, into an ambit um, of, um, of discipline. There you have it, Mr. Poku. Discipline. Yes. That suggests that you've been in discipline. And that's why the finance minister himself, no. the BOG no. governor, are not only taking a seat, but they are also setting up a desk. He says discipline. No, I see. I don't think the minister imputes that we have been in discipline. Because as I said, there's nothing Cocoa Board or the board would do that doesn't have the approval of the government. Uh, and as I, as I said, the minister or the ministry, that's the two ministries, finance and agriculture, they are all members of Cocoa Board. And so, they, they, they are reps attend. But this time, the minister himself wants to attend, which is very, very good and welcoming. Exactly. So that everybody gets to know that we, we, have, we have not been doing anything outside of what the ministry or the government, you know, has permitted us to do, or the law has permitted us to do. This is the situation. The, the, the point that, that the ministry would want to appoint a desk, it has, been, it has been there, except that for some time it wasn't really working, working because in the past, the minister himself doesn't come, and the, 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 the desk officer attends the board meetings, because they have, they have the time to, to be there and then report to the minister. But now it is the, the, the deputy minister or the minister himself. And you know how government business works. It's busy. So they, they may not have the time to attend. 
that is different from the period where an officer or a desk officer comes and attends on, on, be, on behalf of the minister and then go, goes back to, to report to the minister. I don't know how it works right now, but I believe that the minister's presence will be very helpful so that we all get to know that, oh, truly, Cocoa was, was reckless or Cocoa has been, has been operating according to the, the, the law. I believe that the minister's presence is a very important step. And, and the governor is already a member of the board, so his presence, his ability to attend meetings will, will also add up. Yeah. And then, at the end of the day, everybody will see that, oh, after all, Cocoa Board hasn't, hasn't been reckless in anything. Yeah, let, let, me, let me find out. I mean, how much debt are you currently saddled with? Well, right now, I, I will not be able to tell any information because I am not, a, I'm, I'm not a, the one in charge of finance and I don't have any documents before me to speak to, 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 to it. Everything you've said tonight is in defense of what Coco Board have done. You have not been reckless. You've you've done a, your work according to the, the, the books. The finance ministry have reps and they are there. But the evidence, the numbers say that Coco Board is hugely in debt. Coco Board is struggling. There's a concern about whether you can even raise a syndicated loan you require. The finance ministry is reacting to that by saying they want to sit on the bench. All that points to some definite uh, mismanagement that you're in. The, the, just as I said, there's no mismanagement anywhere. Okay. And, and Cocoa, Board, Cocoa Board cannot make any investment without the board's approval and without the, 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 the ministry's approval. Do, do you have any the latest on, on the syndication loan and, and what will happen this year? The, the syndication loan is going to be signed. You see, it will, it will confound all the critics. We don't have to go public and say we are doing this tomorrow. We're going to sign. It will be signed. Do you have a timeline for signed. this? I don't see you have a timeline the for problem this? here with the syndication. Well, the deputy chief executive also uh, gave us a, a sense of what the new direction is going to be. Cocoa Board has now been directed to pursue profits. One major thing is that uh, Cocoa Board, we don't, by law, we are not supposed to make profit. We have been operating and meeting governments, what the things what government wants us to do or finance. Now, I think that with this IMF requirements, the Minister of Finance has made, uh, has agreed with a plan that Cocoa Board should be allowed to make profit. That is good. Because that's how every every organization should operate. Now you're going to be required to make profit. Yeah. What does that mean for the farmer, the cocoa farmer? What would that mean for them? Well, you know, whatever we make, we, we spend it on the farm. Okay. The point is that we do a lot of investment in helping the farmer to 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 re, to repair the problems or or to correct the problems that they face and these are the problems diseases okay and and diseases is not just pests currently we have been working to rehabilitate all the cocoa farms in Ghana I tell you it is a massive investment. 
people sit at the back they don't know what is going on you know and it is important that people before you speak you either come to cocoa board or you read about to get to know what is really happening cocoa is a tree crop if it stays for a period and after that it, it gets old okay if it gets old it, it can be it can be affected by diseases or over age and then you have to replant or you have to you know co- control the spread of the disease so it is, it's a lot of work and a lot of investment and as a deputy chief executive of Coco Board in charge of operations, Dr. Emmanuel Opoku. Uh, we are tonight hearing from the Concerned Cocoa Farmers Association. They are resisting the new directive to Cocoa Board to pursue profits. Listen to President of the Association, Nana Bwating Botsu. Whether changing direction or not changing direction will not help. What we are calling is we they have to give us the liberty for we to sell our cocoa directly to anybody at all that comes in rather than government being an, uh, a middle person to sell our cocoa for us. Because at the end of the day, we the cocoa farmers are not benefiting anything from the government. What's the kind of VA, the number of cars that we are riding? And go to the... Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Co industry and uh, the cocoa uh, 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 community, and then check if even you will see a single block of a building that our children are even enjoying. Nothing. Our kids are enjoying this school under trees. We don't even have a good school, not good uh, healthcare. Nothing. Everything is in the city. So at the end of the day, we are just being slaves, working for people that we are not benefiting anything. So the better thing is, they have to dissolve cocoa but Now we know that cocoa bud has collapsed. So they have to allow the farmers to sell our cocoa. That one will, will, will even be better off than uh, uh, making it profit or non-profit or whatever. At the end of the day, the institution has collapsed. I want to bring in now Dr. Patrick Asumin. He is economist and lecturer at the University of Ghana Business School, a deputy ranking member on Parliament Food and Agriculture Committee. At Dr. Sedu Jisau also joins us. And Dr. Jisau, let me start with you because I heard from the deputy chief executive of Cocoa Board, and you've already criticized this move by the finance ministry, but the deputy says they've actually come before your committee a few times and even there you did not find anything that suggests that they have mismanaged their financials is that accurate 
Uh, it's not accurate, Evans. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, you you would agree that um, my initial conversation with you, in which I said the finance minister's move was hopeless, uh, has been vindicated by the deputy chief executive of Cocoa Board. It's hopeless because that's already what the situation is. That's the scenario that is playing already. And so the finance minister is just putting words together and nothing new, nothing actionable new is coming into the equation. Um, now, the other new introduction really is that whether they have our checks on their books at committee level reveals that uh, there have been in, improprieties. Yes, they have been. They have been. Some of them have been um, triangulated by the Auditor General. And we've questioned them. They've offered explanations. Some, are them, some of them tenable, others not. These are public information. Committee's reports are, are taken on, on in the Chamber of Parliament, and these are, these are things you can refer to as well. So it's not entirely accurate what Dr. Opoku is saying. But even as one other dimension that should excite you, it's the, the directive that they should run as um, profit entities. Again, that is hopeless. Because even Cocoa Board is a state-owned enterprise. It is not an NGO. It is being run as a profit-making entity. But they haven't made profit in a long time. In fact, if you listen yes, to him, because, he's, he's been... Because yes, because they have mismanaged. No, because he, he says they've been spending a lot of resources and everything that else they make, they spend on even, the farmers. Even don't waste your breath, my brother. Since the setting up of Cocoa Board in the 1970s, that is its remedy. That they manage the cocoa sector, collect beans and the cocoa produce from farmers in country, check the world market, sell them in, with a profit motive, bring in more resources, pay the farmers, and use the rest of it to run government-supported programs. Yeah, that's what they Take should do. That, 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 that's that's what they should do. That's what is written on their books. That's the objective. And that's what but they that, should be doing. But that's what what happens in reality not under the previous administration not under this administration this is a change in direction you're saying that it's still hopeless no no even uh, please don't be misled it is not a change in direction this has always been the situation that you buy the cocoa beans manage around your system and logistics go to the world market trade the cocoa beans make profits and then when you come, you can augment what goes to the farmer directly. So this year, they announced a producer price for cocoa farming. And they are taking um, uh, 51%, 51% or so. And then the 49% sits with government. is the opposite. 51% sits with government, and 49% is paid to the farmer. So government should make profit in order for what the farmer gains to go high, in order for what the government retains to embark on this program to also be high. So why haven't they made profits? You, you've, you've been looking into their books for a while on the committee. Why haven't they made the profits then? They have not made the profit because of the failing management arrangements in place. The expenditure profile of Cocoa Board outstrips the money they bring in. The kind of investment decisions they make are questionable. They are not bringing the returns that will continue to let it be liquid. And so year in, year out, they have run at a loss 
and not making any significant changes to their investment decisions. So that is why, even though in, in Dr. Opoku's rendition, he says that the board supervises and the ministry is represented. Come on, Iman, the board supervises management. When, but when management has to take innovative decisions. When they've come before you when they've come before you in parliament and you've looked in their books and questioned them, you've talked about also making questionable expenditure. What have you found to be the specifics around that? So at the moment, at the moment, I don't have the full profile on, on with me now. And so it, it will not be fair to, to give them to, 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 to make such allegations. But, but you've already made the allegation that it be questionable know, expenditure. I do know that one of them is the decisions to pay, to pay um, uh, a bonuses to, to management and chief executives. When in the last six years, the cocoa farmer himself has not been paid a single dime as bonus. But the management pays bonuses to themselves. Indeed, they pay bonuses to themselves and also pay to the board. So you, you, it's a bigger problem than we are talking about. And, and so there are many such expenditure lines that, that, that speak to the fact that they are not oriented to manage the, the, the sector in a way that will one make it sustainable. Dr. Koko mentioned that they are doing a lot of investment and that you need to go to the countryside and see what they are doing. They are rehabilitating and, and bringing up moribund cocoa farms. Uh, even I have, my, my committee and myself have been to the field. Look, the situation there is pathetic and I'm sure the cocoa farmer will, 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 will confirm that. They have cut down in some places cocoa farms that are, that are um, 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 seen as moribund and that they are coming to replace the, the cocoa farms and regenerate them. In the last three years, they have not been able to do that. The contract for whoever will come back and replant and regenerate this thing, is such that he's not been paid. So while they've not been paid, they are not able to replant these cocoa farms. And, and so even the moribund project, replacement project, regeneration of farms project, is something that is not installed. Solar, solar lights for, 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 for watering um, um, cocoa farms, plantations in this uh, climate change, and, and so no water, and et cetera, et cetera. We have, we have some pilots that have gone on. Since, since this government took over, the pilots are still there. No expansion. Hmm. Stay with me. Uh, that's the Dr. Seydou Giselle there. I still have with me Dr. Patrick Assuming. Doc, what do you make of this approach announced by the finance ministry? Will it make any difference? One, he himself, the finance minister, will be sitting on the board. He says the BOG governor will also be there. But as we've heard from the deputy uh, chief executive, they already have reps there. And every decision that has been taken, they've been taken with their blessing as well. He says, together with the cabinet also uh, participating in that. With that background, will, do you see this making a difference? Uh, good evening and good evening to listeners. Thanks for having me. So... Now, the, as the deputy has said, the finance minister has been re always represented on the board, and the governor has also had a representative. So I'm not sure that simply changing an approach where maybe the finance minister himself now attends the meeting really would make much of a difference. I don't think when you look at the problems that has led to the debt that cocoa board is facing. We need specific things to be addressed. What, what are the so problems? Unless the finance minister says that 
his and the governor's presence is what is going to solve those fundamental issues. I'm not I'm not clear that this, there's any clear change in focus. And, of and what are these fundamental issues? Well, when you when you go to the I the IMF program that was released, which has been the source of all this discussion about what we need to change about the cocoa board. So a list specific led to the accumulation of cocoa board. Cocoa board debt. So it talked about high cost of building out the outstanding cocoa bills and then also the high purchase price that is paid to the cocoa producers. And then high operational costs. And then elevated crystal fiscal operation. So I think the operational costs which sit on the books of cocoa board is a problem that has to be addressed. So in terms of the the crystal fiscal operations, they do mention the provision of fertilizers and then the rural roads. For me, those are part of the strategic reasons why we expect cocoa board to be engaging. So cocoa board generates a surplus from the difference between the world price of cocoa and the producer price it pays out. We expect that part of that surplus should be invested in uh, the production of cocoa. And then also, so they have identified provision of fertilizers and rural growth as part. But the fact remains that operational costs are just high, and that has to be addressed. Now, as for the issue about saying we are certainly going to turn cocoa board into a profit-making entity, I'm not so sure that that's what you want to do. Why? Because, you see, it's a setup to achieve specific strategic goals. I don't know why we say suddenly we should make profit. We want to generate a surplus. First, part of that surplus helps because we, we do receive proceeds in dollars. It helps us to build some buffers. But also, we, use, we need to use that to help the long-term strategic operation of, of long-term production of cocoa. The problem is that the amount that cocoa, the surplus that cocoa board receives is enough. It's more than enough for them to do this. The main problem is operational costs that are too high. Mm. So that's what we have to focus on. Mm. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Patrick Asimin. He is the economist and lecturer at the University of Ghana Business School. LA head, the deputy ranking member on Parliament's Food and Agri Committee, Dr. Asedu Jusalva. I want to hear from you. Just continue the conversation on many social media platforms on this subject also. Ghana Connect is coming up next, and we are connecting the victims in the flooding that we've seen in the Volta region and other areas to authority for a conversation on how to deal with this matter, but also bring relief to the areas affected and also plan ahead to averting a future disastrous situation as we've seen right now. And my colleague will join me with details of that pretty shortly here on Ghana Connect. Go for Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.